Hey, and welcome to the meal planning episode for April. I am excited to help walk you through how to make mealtimes easier through the method of meal planning that I share with my community. As I've mentioned and just teased out a little bit here, I have been having a private group of participants go through my Mealtimes Made Easy meal planning method over the last couple months, and it's been just really rewarding to see the process evolve, and I'm really excited to get to roll it out publicly very soon. But in the meantime, I want to continue to walk you through this process so month after month, you can carve out 20 minutes to simplify the meal plans for your family in the upcoming month. So if you haven't already, go get your planner, whether that be on your phone or a paper planner, and have whatever information you need to have a bit of a better picture on what your family's doing for the upcoming month. If it's, you know, kids' sports schedules or school schedules or your work schedule or what other or whatever other schedules you need that might be playing into your family's day-to-day life, I want you to either listen to me and go get it or pause me, go get it and come back so that we can take less than 20 minutes to really carve out your meal planning routine for the upcoming month. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. Okay, so assuming you have all those materials now at your fingertips, if you haven't already listened to the episodes from January, February, and March, I would encourage you either to go back and listen to those first or take some time to listen to those in addition to this month's episode. It's not a prerequisite. I'll try and share information that you can act on immediately from today's episode, but I do think each of them have kind of built on one another, especially as I've completed the build out of, or, you know, kind of on the back end of my Mealtimes Made Easy meal planning process and offering and just the different types of resources that I've been giving to the families that are participating in that program. But with this, really what I want you to do today and what you're going to walk away with today is what I call the core four. So I want you to come up with what are your core four breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks for the month of April. And I'm gonna walk you through what exactly that looks like, how we come up with them, and how you can begin using this concept to simplify all the meal planning that you have to come up with for your family. So knowing that mental fatigue is one of the biggest barriers I hear for families when it comes to feeling the burden of meal planning or why we so often just default to the autopilot of what we're always offering. So much of it is because as humans, we're trying to conserve energy and whether that be the physical energy required to meal plan and grocery shop and make the meals and serve the meals, or it's the mental energy to come up with new ideas. When we come up with these core four for each meal or snack in the upcoming month, it automatically simplifies a lot of the things that we've already talked about over the past few months of coming up with, you know, what are the cuisines that our family favors most? Time blocking, how much time do we even have to 
offer a given meal. And that's so often why we know the foods our family likes. We may feel a little challenged to expose our kids to more learning it foods, foods. And yet we also carry a little bit of underlying guilt as moms if we're not doing quote unquote more to expose our kids to additional variety and instead default to the same few dinners or the same few breakfasts and same few lunches. So first, with all your materials out, I want you to take a peek first and foremost at your calendar because this is where we look at the calendar first and then we can bring the core four in next. But if we get too many ideas in our brain about what we would like to be offering for dinner, sometimes we can unintentionally set ourselves up for failure because we're aspiring for more than we actually even have bandwidth for. So first and foremost, I'm literally doing this with you. Make sure you are looking at the month view for April and I want you to look at what do you have on the calendar? Again, depending on whether you work outside the home or not, whether your kids, depending on the ages and stages of your kids, what commitments they may have. But if you don't already have it written out or a clear sense on what's a clear sense of what's happening on each night, I want you to pause me right here and take a couple minutes to do this. Again, not because you can't do it another time, but because I'm a busy mom of three myself. I know that creating the time to do these things is one of the biggest challenges. So if you can, wherever you are, sitting in the carpool line, standing at the kitchen counter as your kids have a snack, or sitting watching your daughter do ballet or your son amidst whatever his activity might be, take a quick minute, jot these down on your calendar, and or even if it's just a note on your phone, jot down what you have. Monday nights looks like this. Tuesday nights looks like this. Wednesday nights looks like this. And additionally, if you have the capacity and you're feeling a little bit more comfortable with this meal planning process that we've talked about over the last few months, I would really encourage you, if you don't already have this as a daily routine that you're doing, is look at what are those time blocks for each meal and snack? So if it is routine or if it isn't, quickly consider, and I'm going to just go through this really rough high level overview on what it looks like on my calendar so that you can consider how it might look on yours. But for us, the mornings look the same most of the time. So depending on kind of my workout or if the kids are taking lunch or if I need to pack or I'm making breakfast or we have breakfast pre-made and stuff, there's a little bit of a buffer, but really that time block is the exact same. So I'm going to just kind of assume there's that same amount of time in the mornings for breakfast and, you know, that's our routine. So I know kind of what I'm working with there. So I'm going to just make a note. Then I'm looking at lunches. The only variable really for lunches is if my daughters choose to buy school lunch, they're in elementary school, they do get to choose whether they want to bring or buy certain days of the week. And so that would be the only variable, but I'm still leaving myself enough time for us to pack their lunches because at least for my son, I'm packing his lunch every day. So lunch packing is still something I'm going to account for each and every day. So I still am accounting for that. And then when it comes to snack, I know that they have one at school snack and then they have one after school snack. And then for dinner, I'm looking at what are those time blocks in our family's routine. And so really breakfast through the school snack and the school lunch are pretty consistent day to day during the week, I should say. And then the afternoon snack will be a little bit dependent on if we're home, if I need to pack something. So when I pick them up from school and we're going straight to somewhere, I have something kind of grab and go with us. 
Um, but the afternoon snack and the dinner are going to be variable. So I really want to look at what is that time block, that afternoon time block. Time blocking, if you haven't looked into it, I'm not the time blocking expert, but I do love it. I continue to try and evolve my patterns in motherhood to be more aware of what our time blocks are, knowing that every season of motherhood is going to look differently, but it just gives me a sense of freedom to whatever space there is available in my schedule. And so rather than feeling like a failure or ashamed that I'm not accomplishing more, it gives me a really realistic perspective on what kind of capacity do I have in that time. And sometimes it means I need to do something outside of that time slot to achieve my goals for that time slot, specific to meal planning. It might be something like I need to meal prep so that I can be successful with executing a given meal in the time block that I have. But I'm looking particularly at that afternoon time block because that's the one that's going to be variable. And you're going to see how all of this movie, all these moving pieces really come together as we talk about the core four. But first and foremost, I just want you to come up with really quickly, again, only spend a couple minutes doing this, writing out what does your morning time block look like? If you know you also have to get up and showered and dressed and out the door at the same time as your kids so that you can get into say an office or somewhere, then your time block is going to be adapted for that in the morning and how much time you realistically have to have a breakfast offering. Is that something that needs to be super independent that your kids can grab and eat on their own as they're getting up and ready? Is this something that maybe your husband prepares? Is this something that you may be prepared in advance and it's ready to go and your kids eat out of the car? You know what that is, but you have to be realistic about what that time walk is. Do not say you have 30 minutes to prepare breakfast unless you plan on getting up 30 minutes earlier and creating that time if it doesn't already exist. So for the month of April, even though, yes, this is the season of spring, and if you listen to my seasonal shift episode, you know that I think spring is a great time to challenge ourselves for new growth opportunities. That said, I also always want to encourage you to give yourself some grace and give yourself some permission to learn how to work within the bounds that you already have before you're necessarily aspiring for so much more. So be really realistic with what those time blocks are, what it looks like for your lunch packing, and what it looks like for sending snacks. Now, as we get into the after-school snack and the dinner, I again want you to look at what do your afternoons look like with your kids. I'm speaking specific to my family. You know what's specific to your family. So as I looked at afternoon, I need to look at what days are my kids home immediately after school and, and you know are having a snack here. So I'm going to write, make little notes on that and then indicate which days it's going to be a different time block that I need to account for. And then for dinner, I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm looking at, based off our activities, if you listen to my March episode, I walked through pretty specifically what our schedule looks like for spring. There's, of course, a few modifications in the month of April, but in general, I know on a week-to-week basis what commitments we have on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, and a Friday, and then what our weekends tend to shape up like for Saturday and Sunday. So I'm creating those time blocks so I can create that space to see what meal idea might work within that. So again, if I'm moving too fast for you, just pause me, do this work really quick, stick with me, just do this. Even if you only spend two minutes doing it now, I promise it will exponentially pay out in terms of the energy saved moving forward in the month of April. So as we have that time blocks, that's step one. I want you to find those times time blocks and understand where your boundaries of time and energy are when it comes to breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. 
The second step I want you to be looking at is coming up with what I call your core four. And again, I'm going to be walking families through this a lot more specifically and in depth within my Mealtimes Made Easy meal planning program. But what I want you to grasp here and for each of the months as we look at, you know, what are the cuisines and the different types of food our family like and things like that, I want you to look at breakfast, lunch, snacks, dinner. What are your core four? Because as a mom, I know personally that if I can have four ideas to start every week with, I can set myself up pretty well for success. Anything beyond that tends to get disrupted by real life, where I'm personally just not that scheduled. I've learned to give my family and myself a little bit more freedom and a little bit more wiggle room that things happen, days and plans change. There's is some just freedom to having a flexible, unplanned schedule at times. But again, to set my family up for success for the most part, I know that I need to have some structure in place so I know what am I even offering? What am I even grocery shopping for? What's on the menu? Without being so overwhelmed by the mental fatigue of coming up with something each and every day of the month. So to come up with your core four, this is what you're gonna need to do. You are gonna look at what are the four breakfasts the four lunches, and the four snacks that are going to be on rotation in the month of April. And I'm going to hold off talking about dinners because I personally treat dinners a little bit differently and I suggest that you do as well. Because in my family, we're okay with having very similar breakfasts, very similar lunches, very similar snacks on, you know, once a week on a week-to-week basis. And so what I did in preparation for this episode and for the month of April is... I asked, this month I just asked my two daughters, mainly because I was talking with them as we were kind of going over the school lunch menu and we were just having different conversations about things and my son was already in bed. So, and he tends to eat breakfast after the girls and he tends to kind of just go with the flow as a third child. And so he didn't give his input this month, but that to say, I asked the girls for each of them, I said, tell me two breakfast ideas that you would like us to have on the menu in the upcoming week. And so they both actually said the same two. And I said, well, we already have that on the menu, so pick something different. And for us, they know our combination cards very familiarly now. They can just point to something and say, this is this looks good. This sounds you know, appealing to me. And we can use that to help build out our core four. So for my daughters for breakfast, their core four that they decided for the month of April are pancakes, cereal, toast, and yogurt. So those are four breakfast ideas that we are going to cycle through four times in the month of April. Again, sometimes we may have a repeat of those because obviously there's more than four days in a week. I know for our family, Saturdays and Sundays are a little bit more like what sounds good, what's our schedule look like, how early are soccer games, are we going out to brunch after church, just different dynamics like that. So I don't really schedule those in advance. We kind of use what we have on hand and adapt that around our schedule. And then it kind of gives me that free bingo space of one free day where we're just doing what works. We're using the leftover pancakes that, you know, I prepared more than maybe the kids ate or maybe I intentionally prepared more in advance. But then I know, okay, I don't have to think about what I'm making for breakfast this week or next week or the next week because for the month of April, we're going with these core four. By next month, they may decide that their preferences have changed. By next month, I may notice and observe we're getting a little bit in a rut with some of these and you know, there's too much specificity to 
the type of pancakes my kids enjoy or the way that they're wanting their yogurt or we need to just bulk up their toast because I noticed them complaining that they're hungry before lunchtime and so if they were just putting butter on their toast we're going to incorporate avocado toast next month. This gives us data when we do these core four four different weeks repeated and again it doesn't have to mean that they look the exact same every week. I encourage as much variety as possible with what you have on hand and what appeals to your child and your families love it like it learning it list. However, if you can come up with these core four and drag and drop them into that time block that you have for the week in the month of April, it's going to set you up for so much success and eliminate so much of the mental fatigue of coming up with what to make. The same process is going to apply to lunch and snack. For the sake of time in this episode, I'm not going to walk through the specifics of that and how we did that for my family, but we did the same process of coming up with what are our core four lunch ideas so that we have four different lunch ideas that I've already worked through with my kids. We've already kind of come up with a plan. And again, these may ebb and flow based on the ingredients that we have on hand and where we're at with, you know, needing or having just grocery shopped. But that means that for the week, I can see, okay, these are the four lunches we're packing this week. And then same sort of thing for snacks. You can do, since my family has, my kids have one snack at school and one snack at home, we can come up with a core four snacks for school and a core four snacks for home because it will look a little different based on, you know, at school, the snacks have different criteria than what we're able to do at home. And so, but coming up with those core four means that I don't have to meal plan each and every one of these because when we look at the very understandable mental fatigue that we face as moms and how we are coming up with breakfast, lunches, dinners, and multiple snacks a day multiplied by the number of days in the month, that's over 150 ideas we have to think up. And the reality is most of us are probably favoring the same core four, at least in a season. And nutritionally speaking, there's so many different ways that we can add variety and elevate these offerings to improve the nutrition that we're giving our kids. But if we're so overwhelmed and we're operating out of that place of borderline defeat or just so much overwhelm that we don't even have the mental energy to think of how to add variety and boost nutrition, then we're never going to get to that place of being able to. So I want you to take that first step, time block your schedule, then go in and choose your core four for each. So we're going to wrap up talking about the core four for dinner because this is where I know a lot of parents specifically struggle when it comes to meal planning. For the core four for dinner, I want you to think of those categories or those cuisines that we've talked about in former months. And so this might be where you're looking at one night we're going to do seafood, one night we're going to do tacos, one night we're going to do pasta, and one night we're going to do some sort of Asian cuisine. Okay, that becomes your core four. Now, similarly to breakfast, lunches, and snacks, you can repeat this pattern week after week. However, we tend to kind of burn out if we're offering the same exact menu ideas. So this is where you want to look at, you know, what four types of tacos fit for your upcoming month? What four types of pasta dishes are you thinking of offering? And again, it can be very simple shifts from a spaghetti to an Alfredo. This can be a very simple one night we're going to do a ground beef taco, one week we're doing a shredded chicken from the crock pot taco. This does not have to be like big lofty differences in all the different recipes. If you've historically had my seasonal meal plans, you know how I walk you through this process and creating these rotations. But if you can come up with these core four, it's automatically going to simplify the number of ideas you have to the core four. And then really just coming up with each week, what 
type of offering and what type of meal idea fits within that time block you have. So if I have seafood, pasta, tacos, and some sort of Asian cuisine, I'm then looking at my week and looking at those time blocks I talked about for dinner to see which night what fits. If you want more specifics on how I'm doing this for spring, definitely go back and listen to the March meal planning episode. I'll link it in the show notes just so you can see. But I would encourage you to listen into that because I share a little bit more specifically on what our schedule is and how I'm modifying my kind of what the dinner is in terms of the core four. In that episode, I'm sharing a little bit more of a quantitative analysis on what is my capacity on a given night and how am I matching the meal idea to however much time and capacity I really have to give, whether it be I'm making something homemade from scratch or I'm buying something that's really assemble and eat, quick and easy type of option. So go and listen to the March episode if you haven't already for more details on how to adapt that core four to fit your family's time blocks for the upcoming month. But make sure that you take care of this this week because it is going to be something that saves you a lot of time and a lot of energy in the month moving forward. Additionally, I want to announce the big birthday sale for April. If y'all know, my birthday is in April and it is the anniversary month of when I started Veggies and Virtue. It was the gift I gave myself as a stay-at-home mom at the time to launch this business and it's been such a blessing to me to get to continue to grow it and work with so many amazing families like yours. And so each year I like to run a birthday sale and this month, as I turn 36, I'm doing a 36% off sale all combination cards. So if you want to come up with your core four and you want combination cards to help you eliminate some of the overwhelm of all the options, but to see very clearly what are some ideas and then what are ways that you can add variety to those ideas, these combination cards are gonna be your answer. If you are newer to my community and you're not familiar with with my combination cards, be sure to listen to Wednesday's episode. I'm going to do a little bit more of a walkthrough just to help you understand what combination cards are. But if you know what they are and you know that you want them this month, make sure to use the coupon code BIRTHDAY and that will give you 36% off at checkout. That's for the digital download if you'd rather kind of have it on your phone or on your computer or if you want the printed laminated copies, I'd be happy to ship those out to you also for 36% off and just my way of saying thank you for being a valuable part of this community. Thank you for supporting my dream in this business and I hope that these will help simplify the meal planning process for you and help you to be more successful in incorporating variety even with something as simple and straightforward as the core four. It has been a joy having you on the podcast today. And if you've enjoyed it as well, I have a quick favor to ask. Do you mind hopping over to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a written review? This will only take you a hot second, but it truly blesses me every time I get to read what one of you write over there. And it allows me to bless others through this podcast and the episodes to come. The other thing that you can do is to take a screenshot of this episode and tag me over on Instagram at veggies and virtue. I would love to see what action steps that you're taking from this episode and also to support your family in the journey moving forward. Until next time, thanks for coming over to chat at my kitchen counter. Remember that you will always have a seat and a snack waiting for you here.